So as this uh, will go kerplunk on All Hallows Eve, Halloween, this coming Sunday, I just want to know from you guys, what were your uh, favorite costumes from the most recent Halloween outing we went to? Oh, I really like Vincent's Edgar Allan Poe and his lovely Raven. Raven. Yes, that was Raven Simone. I got the reference right away. <laughs> um, Chelsea? Any standouts to you? Mine. Yours, of course, of course. Shark the, attack. The, <laughs> shark bite. But this is not a costume contest. Welcome to a very special mini-sode of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen, so why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... Travityville Horror. Yes. A.K.A. Travascarade Ball. <laughs> A.K.A. Trick or Travis. Trick or Travis is good. I was really afraid you were going to say Street Trash Travis. <laughs> and I'm joined here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Sean the Brew Boss, a.k.a. Scary Harry Carrie. Nice. A.k.a. Lil Thanos. <laughs> and in our third seat, you might know of her as the CCS regulator. We call her C Murder, a.k.a. Land Shark. <laughs> <laughs> Further description of the show, the tagline says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of remakes and reboot, reboots and sequels and all that jazz. Now that's scary. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed. And sometimes we get a full-size candy bar. Yes. <laughs> All right. That will bring us into our first segment, which is going to be movie news. And this week, it is kind of a slow news week for movie news. There was a few things, but mostly we had several RIPs since our last uh proper episode uh so i'm going to go through those rest in peace and rest in power to david j negron senior uh he was a concept illustrator and storyboard artist for things like indiana jones ghostbusters jurassic park and more yeah i made a comment to you when you told me about this i remember his storyboards from uh -huh. raiders um, when I was a kid and I first saw, that was the first time I remember seeing a storyboard and I was like, holy shit, somebody gets paid to do this. That's awesome. <laughs> and so rest in peace and rest in power to him. Next RIP to Joanna Cameron. Uh, she's died at the age of 70. She was the star of the 1970s DC television series, the secret of ISIS. Uh, she passed away due to complications from a stroke. Co-star Joanna Pang Atkins confirms. Uh, she was also in films such as How to Commit a Marriage, B.S. I Love You, and Spider-Man Strikes Back. Yeah, I remember <laughs> Isis when I was a kid. She was the companion to the uh, Shazam show. Oh, okay. So they kind of doubled those up together. But yeah, she was gorgeous. Interesting. Rest in peace and rest in power to her. Uh, next... R.I.P. to Mort Saul, whose biting commentary, redefined stand-up, has died at the age of 94. A self-appointed warrior against hypocrisy, he revolutionized comedy in the 1950s by addressing political and social issues. Mort Saul, a legendary political satirist and stand-up comedian in the United States, died at the age of 94 in Mill Valley, California. Um, he, his album... Um, Mort Saul on Sunset or at Sunset is considered to be one of the first stand-up comedy albums. And so he also was known for not holding back, but also not using profanity oh. during his... So he was an early 
pioneer in the world of stand-up and i think he had to have been in some movies otherwise i'm not sure why i listed him rest in peace and rest in power to mort saul and finally uh r.i.p to james michael tyler the actor known widely for his recurring role as gunther on friends has died he was 59 he died last sunday at home in los angeles from prostate cancer very sad uh, said his manager, Tony Benson. Tyler was first diagnosed with advanced prostate cancer in 2018. Oh, that's a long struggle. Yes. Uh, so once again, rest in peace and rest in power to those. And do you guys hear a phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. <laughs> Konnichiwa, chop shoppers. Time to fire it up and stomp out some errors. Alexander, Stellan, Gustav, Bill, and Walter Skarsgård are Swedish, not Danish. I should note that the Danes eat a lot of licorice, and it's that salty stuff, so maybe that's why their eye candy isn't so tasty. Now I kind of want a Danish. Time to run. I hear Godzilla's going to be at karaoke tonight. Really hope he sings Alphaville's Big in Japan. See you next time. All right. Thank you very much, Dana. Uh, we do appreciate that. And more like scary scary talented, I assume, <laughs> to take a line <laughs> from Principal Skinner. With that, we're going into the theme of the episode. Tonight, we have a very special mini-sode to wrap up the October Halloween horror series. Uh, and we'll be offering our reflections on this past week's Scary Movie Night 12, the 12th installment of Scary Movie Night, and then doing some hypothetical recasts of the films that we watched. So for anybody who's not from our backyard, right? tell us about Scary Movie Night. So Scary Movie Night um, started as just a Halloween party where I would show some, some movies. And then the next year I was like, Oh, we're calling it scary movie night. And then the next year it was scary movie night three. And basically it's where my lovely, not racist wife, Michelle <laughs> and <drink>. I <laughs> curate two films for an audience to view outside a double feature, real, real projected outside in the dark kind of thing. And so we have people who dress up in costumes. There's a costume contest. Uh, we used to do like potluck style food. The, the pandemic put a little bit of a kibosh on that. We had it in the beer garden at Seminar Brewing. That's seminarbrewing.com. We had a fire. The fire was nice. This was the 12th? The 12th year. Wow. Yes. 12 years. 12 years. We already mentioned some of our favorite costumes. What did you guys think like in general? Uh, how about the winners? What did you think of the winners? Hey, the crowd calls it, yeah. um, you know, uh, Senior Knowles. Yes. Uh, I was robbed. I yeah. clearly won. Chelsea feels like she was robbed. Uh, Mixed blessings. Yeah. Uh, blessing in disguise. Blessing in disguise. Yeah. A very clever costume. And then, of course, the uh, had to have won a couple's costume. It was a uh, former seminar bartender, uh -huh. Dana. As Elastigirl. Uh, yeah, and Jack Jack. Baby that, Jack Jack. Yeah, they uh, were they were awesome. And you can uh you can check out pictures from Scary Movie Night on True Light Photography's uh webpage. Yeah, good friend of the show, Phil. I I've said not racist. <laughs> My wife is not racist <laughs> because this movie. Um to say that it's a bad movie would be doing an injustice to bad movies. It's not even so bad, it's good. It was just so bad, it was bad. We're talking about Street Trash. 
And this is a movie from 1987 that Michelle picked out. And she was she kind of just picked it blind off of a list of some of the uh, the best uh, B-movie slash cult horror movies. Yeah, it's definitely got a cult following. And uh... the the um, content is not safe for work. There's, it's, it's, I learned some new words. It's highly offensive. Yes. And it was uh, meant to be funny. And I think so. A, a, so offensive it was funny is what they were shooting for. Yeah. I I don't know some of the some of the humor did not land for me. It was pretty and, pretty offensive. And at one point, I let the movie play, but I just turned the music back on over on the dance <laughs> floor and kind of drowned it out drowned out any dialogue. Um, Chelsea, any thoughts on Street Trash? Um, it made me super uncomfortable. That was just your chair too. And that shark on your leg. <laughs> yeah. So here's the premise. A case of contaminated alcohol has a debilitating effect on the vagabonds haunting the streets and junkyards of Brooklyn. I think debilitating is putting it mildly. It, it melts them, right? It melts them into goo. And speaking of Brooklyn, there was really very little about this movie that even looked like Brooklyn. Right. That's a good point. Um, so the I got a chuckle out of this today. The uh, poster that that I, I saw for the for my visuals here um, has a tagline on it. You guys want to hear it? Go. Eraserhead meets Night of the Living Dead on the set of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's kind of an insult to all three. All three right? of those. And our demon dog is at the door. The Hound of Hell. All right. So the roles that we're going to recast, we've got two main roles that we're going to recast. One is Fred, and he's one of our said hobos in the Brooklyn junkyard. And uh, anything else that the listeners need to know about his character? I was paying a lot of attention. Oh, I mean, he looked like Torgo from Manos, Hands of Fate. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, he was just kind of the head hobo. Uh-huh. And then um, we've got Bill Sheppel as Bill the cop. And he's a overzealous police officer trying to get to the bottom of all the deaths. And then we've got uh, Bronson, played by Vic Noto, a deranged Vietnam veteran who has made his self-proclaimed kingdom at the junkyard. That's the bonus recast. So if you guys didn't pick anybody for him, that's fine. But I've got one. Do we have any questions? No. no. Let's proceed. Uh, first up, we've got the role of Fred, played by Mike Lackey. And Chelsea, who was your pick for this? Um, like I said, this movie made me really uncomfortable. Uh -huh. So I picked an actor that just also makes me uncomfortable. And yes. he's not really an actor, but he's credited. Uh, I went with Aaron Rodgers. The, Ouch. The quarterback? From, yeah, from okay. the Packers. <laughs> well, Discount double check? <laughs> so I don't, I don't understand why. Um, why do you not like Aaron Rodgers? Because he's a fucking asshole. That's why. Okay. Oh. Tell us um, how you really feel. I'm... I saw him on TV the other day, and I was surprised. He looks uh, like a homeless person. That he's still in the game. That's right? a good. That's a good pick, actually. He does look rather homeless. Mm -hmm. All right, very good. Over to you, Sean. Who's your Fred? Well, considering this is an offensive movie, I decided to go with some offensive actors of the com the comedy variety. This actor was in uh, A Star Is Born, uh, Robin Hood, Men in Men in Tights. <laughs> Uh, half baked. Yes, I see him pay, playing his character. To, oh, you got nice. some of that there, uh, that crap. <laughs> I picked Dave Chappelle. Nice dude, and his last name is similar. Yeah, he's kind of in hot water right now. I, I went a similar route. I've um, I also went with a comedian. 
who's probably homeless at this point. Uh, you know him from the uh, Silicon Valley and stuff like that. His name's TJ Miller. Oh, yeah. He also looks a bit homeless. Yep. Problematic picks all around. Yep. Next up, we've got, oh, shit. This is the Chepel, <laughs> not Chappelle. Bill Chepel, Bill the Cop. Chelsea, who's your pick? Who the fuck do you think I picked? I picked John Ham. John Ham. <laughs> that other asshole. <laughs> he kind of seems like a cop in things. He seems he seems like a fucking asshole. Okay. I hope the Army Hammer is the um, <laughs> self-proclaimed king of the junkyard. Uh, who is your pick for Bill the Cop, Sean? I kind of see him as more of like a frazzled, beat-down detective cop uh-huh. kind of look. Uh, he was in American Hustle, Horace and Pete. Better things in the TV show Louis. I went oh, with Louis C.K. I thought about this, dude. I really did. Um, that's that's a uh, that's a pick, all right. <laughs> He's not going to have much time for, um, as he calls it, rehearsal in this movie. Uh, my Bill the Cop is another uh, stand-up comedian slash actor. Um, most recently, people saw him in The Mandalorian. Uh, but I went with Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill Burr's another good. Bill, mm-hmm. talented I, actor too. Yeah, he is. He's great. Uh, I ex- actually like his uh, podcast as well. He's got a pretty good. Oh, I like it too. Podcast. <clears throat> Don't listen to that. Listen to this. We got a bonus one. We've got Bronson. Best part of the movie. Bronson, the deranged Vietnam veteran, and Chelsea. Well, you fucking stole my thunder. Yes. Dickwad. Yes. <laughs> Went with Army Hammer. Heir to the Arm and Hammer fortune and confirmed cannibal. Wonderful. Nice. Yeah. Get he, out of my brain. He made some really offensive comments mm-hmm. about uh, eating people's feet and Asian Oof. anatomy. Gotcha. Gotcha. Oh, you mean the character in this movie? Yeah, not Army Hammer. Okay. Not All right. The character in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was pretty bad. Um, I went with an actor who is kind of the king of uh, offensive comedians, mm-hmm. at least the current one, current king, that is. Um, he was in Entourage. He was in uh, A Star is Born. Yeah. He was in Blue Jasmine. He had a very brief appearance in the TV series Vinyl. And, I like uh, that show. He was in Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I went with Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, boy. Yikes. Oh, okay. Uh, so my pick is a comedian, but I don't think he's really got any um, any skeletons in his closet, I'm sure, uh, that everything's all on the up and up. But he does have some face value, especially with this picture. I went with Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> <laughs> Galifianakis is going to be my deranged Vietnam vet. What's the takeaway from this experience? Watch um, the movie before you screen it in public. Yeah. At least maybe a few minutes of it. I, I went in completely blind. I had no idea it was going to be like that. And I don't blame Michelle because she was basically in the same boat. Even though for a little while I thought she just might be trolling me. Yeah. Yeah. Bartender uh, Ashley, she was familiar with this movie because Joe Bob Briggs uh-huh. covered it. Gotcha. And uh, it is one of those where it's just it's offensive for the sake of being offensive. Mm-hmm. And if that's your thing, you'll get a kick out of this movie. I just, I just saw a bunch of tryhards, you know, yeah. just trying to be just low hanging fruit, lowbrow humor. And I just didn't, it's not my thing. I hear you. Uh, all right. So with that, 
We are going to head to intermission, but not before we say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some Tenafly Viper, so which which is the name. That's of the, the liquor and the, the booze. Yeah. In the, I, don't, yeah. I don't fucking want any. You don't want to melt? No. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM. The Shop with Travisito, the Brew Boss. And me, Chelsea, the Regulator. Well, we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies. All, All morning, morning long. <laughs> and if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, hallelujah. hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! If you miss this event, you suck. Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger. Trontastic Ron. I'm going to rip his face off. Woo! And the defending champ. Little Thanos. You ain't got nothing, brother. I can't stop saying woo! an actual medical condition so if you've got a problem with that we'll see you in gmail where you can send us comments corrections concerns and complaints that's cinema job shop at gmail.com do you need a used movie good credit bad credit no credit no problem Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of his mind! Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to... Watch Chop Retrofit. All right, so Sean, uh, or listeners, welcome back. And Sean, what do we like to do when we come back from intermission? Beer check-in. And you've got one over there that you just opened up. What's it called? <laughs> it's called Rice Krispie Boy. Boy. <laughs> B-O-I. And um, this, is a, this is a collab uh, between uh, Westbrook, Westbrook Brewing, 8th State up in Greenville, uh-huh. and Community Tap. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, some good folks, lots of uh, people that we like, and uh, it's a rice lager with marshmallows and it's only five percent it's the rice that gives it that snap well now we have to tell that true story uh 
friend of the show, uh, Dr. Fisher. Oh, wow. Was doing a tour of, uh, the Budweiser facility in Jacksonville, Florida mm-hmm. one time. And it was on the tour. The woman who was leading the tour said, uh, yeah, it's brewed with rice and, and the rice gives it that, that, that rice snap. Uh huh. And Brian was like, bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Feed me some more rice, actual rice. Uh, this is spot on for the description. It tastes just like a rice crispy treat. It's got a very, um, the, the marshmallow nose is noticeable, but it's not overpowering. Yeah. It's a little bit sweet for me. Yeah. But I think that it's a novel idea. I would uh, go half and half with another lager or Pilsner. A nice little beer cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of kick that back just a little bit. Yeah. Because I, I could, I, I could see like a, this is a 16 ounce can. That's probably a little too much of this yeah. marshmallow. Chelsea, did you try it? No, it sounds fucking disgusting. All right. <laughs> no, perfect. Chelsea, perfect. You're, you've got to stop holding back on the show. We really need you to. Oh, shut the fuck up! Us, they know give what. Us your, they know how I am. Have some confidence with your profanity, and <laughs> I mean, really, you're you're, you're such a, a shrinking violet. Uh huh. While we're enjoying that, it's time to get into our next segment, which is the 2021 movie marathon and this is where throughout the calendar year we try to watch as many movies as we can the goal being 365 unless it's a leap year and as of this recording it is the 302nd day of the year and i'm on 303 i'm one ahead you're pacing ahead i'm on 334 that leaves 31 for me that's and there's that's only a month so you'll be done you'll be done by the end of november definitely right on and chelsea 358. Yowza. So what is your first check-in today, Chelsea? I know you already talked about it, but I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's the Jake Gyllenhaal, The Guilty. The Guilty. I found out last week or something that it is a remake of a, correct me if I'm wrong, Dana, but a Danish movie. I believe so. (laughs) Um, It's a fun ride. And I didn't think the payoff was going to happen, and then it right. did, and I was so thrilled. Yeah, yeah. without spoiling anything. Yeah. Um, I was a little bit apprehensive going into it just because I realized that it was going to be kind of like a bottle episode. Everybody, We only really see Jake Gyllenhaal on camera, and everybody mm-hmm. else is the voices on a telephone because he's a dispatcher. I think we can safely say that without yeah. without spoiling anything. Yeah, it was good. It was, it was intense, and the pacing... Uh, I thought moved it along, even though we're we're only with one person. Yeah. Right. Oh, the, I thought it was great. The pacing of it kept it kept it moving pretty well. Yeah, I enjoyed that too. Over to you, Sean. What do you got, dude? Did you see the meme that was going around today of dude. Big Lebowski? And it was dude, dude. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah, I watched uh, Dune, man. Uh, Amazing. Yep. No disrespect to David Lynch, because mm-hmm. I did like that one too. Even At the though, time. Even though he was handcuffed by the studio, mm-hmm. this is the adaptation that we've been waiting for. And- so amazing. <clears throat> Visually, uh, narrative-wise. Um, now, granted, I, I never read the Dune books because I've never learned how to read. But from what I hear, it stayed fairly true to the uh, original story arc, at least the first part of yep. it. Yep, and... Uh, Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. You know, normally his color palette is very saturated mm-hmm. and technicolor and bright. I really appreciate the subtlety that he brought to More it. Or muted. Uh, very, def- very definitely. 
a muted color palette. Yeah. And uh, some of the special effects were just gorgeous. Yes. And I have said this to you. Uh, I'll say it again. It, not since Empire Strikes Back, watching Boba Fett take off in Slave One, yes. have I been so entranced by a ship taking off than those little dragonfly yeah, those were jump cool. ships. Those that ships was the cool coolest shit. And I think either you or Marco said it, um, it would be worth watching in the movie theater just to hear on a proper sound system the yes. fluttering wings. But, uh, or my, just on Marco's giant TV. Yeah, but my only gripe, I guess, would be that that was part one. Now we've got to wait how many years for part two? It'll be 2023, and he says that that's pushing it. Okay. In, in the sense that he doesn't think that's enough time to make it the way that he wants to make it. Yeah. He's I'm, also not ruling out a part three, though. That, and that's fine. Take your time. I would rather I would rather this story be told correctly yes. than trying to get it squeezed into some sort of format that they think needs to be done. All right. Uh, I like that a lot, and I like that movie a lot. I'm definitely going to rewatch it. Uh, so my number 295, speaking of Marco... This is a movie that was suggested by him. It's called uh, Titane, mm-hmm. T-I-T-A-N-E, which uh, refers to titanium because the main character um, has a titanium plate in her head. It's called Tit Annie. <laughs> Tit Annie. <laughs> um, so I really can't say a lot about this without spoiling it other than that it's uh, super, super not safe for work. It reminded me a little bit of the movie Holy Motors, uh, but even more freaky. Now, it won the Palme d'Or for uh, Khan, yeah? Yes. Okay. Uh, and that girl, even though she was in a car wreck when she was a kid, she sure loves cars. Okay. All right, Chelsea, you got another one for us? I do. My last two check-ins are both documentaries. And this one is from 2011. It's called Beats, Rhymes, and Life, The okay. Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. Nice. I didn't really know a lot about this band. Uh And so it was interesting to hear some of the dynamics. It was unfortunate, sort of what happened between the Mm -hmm. members. Um, But opened my eyes a little bit. Are you team Fife Dog? I don't know. I still don't (laughs) know enough to really, like, I just think it's sad, honestly. I gotcha. It was directed by Michael Rappaport. The um, singular voice of the hip hop nation, <laughs> but you can tell there's true love in there yeah. because oh, he yeah. he shows up a couple of times in the interviews with the camera swings to him, and you can tell he's so into this. Uh, sadly, this came out in 2011. Yes, so this is this predates Fife Dog's passing, unfortunately. Gotcha. All right. Well, okay. over to you, Sean. What do you got? Um, this one's free. Well, it's on Amazon Prime, I guess. Um, it's called The Manor. The Manor. From 2021. Um, It's nice to see Barbara Hershey return to her horror roots. Oh, okay. But I don't have my AARP card, so I wasn't down for a nursing home horror flick. Gotcha. Now, wasn't she in a movie where they had the prosthetic moving boobies? Yep, that's it. The animatronic boobies? What was that movie? Um, It was called The Possession. The Possession. Wait, or who just was this? Possession. Barbara the Hershey. The Entity. The, the Entity. Look at That's you. That's right. In, regulate. Regulator's going to regulate. Entity. That's right. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Aptly named. <laughs> next. My next check-in is number 298, and it is The Phantom. 
Not to be confused with the Billy Zane vehicle from the mid-90s. Oof. This tragic doc tells the story of a man who was executed for a crime he most likely did not commit, but had the same first name and a striking resemblance to the man who did. Oh. Uh, this man named Carlos de Luna, a Hispanic man, obviously, um, is sent to death row for uh, stabbing in a convenience store robbery. And... After he's executed, it starts to, all these details start to come to light that they had the wrong guy. Uh, it was a different guy named Carlos, and they looked a lot alike. And now I, I know the default here is to, is to be like, oh, you're saying all Hispanics look alike? These guys really looked alike. So much so that on the um, poster, it's one half of oh. one of their face and one half of the other one's face. Um, really intriguing and um captivating documentary but not a feel-good ride okay so it's a doc so it's not eligible for the wrongfully accused episode coming up it's not but i definitely thought about that yeah. when i was watching it i was like oh shit wrongfully accused you saw the ones that we did get in there though right oh yeah good good deal Chelsea, you got another one for us? I do. This is from 2021. It's a, another documentary about uh, Rita Moreno, just a girl who decided to go for it. The um, girl from Sesame Street? Electric Company. Mm -hmm. And West Side Story, right? Correct. Good. Good deal. There's. Uh, how does she feel about the upcoming remake? Oh, she's part of it. She's We're, in it. Yeah. And Good. really made a push to have like actual... Latina and Latino actress yeah. and actresses in it. Um, she's fascinating. It's really good. Right on. What were you saying about her character in West Side Story? You, your perspective has changed with age. Yeah. She comes off as sort of a hard ass. She talks back and she's a strong woman. And I remember watching this as a little girl going... I don't want to be like that. Like, this makes mm -hmm. me uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm just like, how fucked? How fucked are we? Right. Okay. Um, so, Sean, you got another one? Well, I'm going to crack open another beer. Right on. This one's our on-theme beer. This is from Collective Arts uh, Brewing, I guess. This is in Glendale, California. The name of the beer is Good Monster. Good Monster. It's a New England double IPA, 8% alcohol. We about to get crunk. It's got Citra, Amarillo, Mosaic, and Simcoe. That is my kind of cocktail. But the cool thing about these cans is that the, uh, cool. they come in a four-pack, and the artwork is different on most of the cans. And this one in particular has uh, people with bird heads. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of cool. So yeah. Let's give this a whirl and, and see what we think about it. And uh, it reminds me of a movie I watched recently, just a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, I'm about to get into that. So, yes. uh, yeah. No spoilers on this, please. I haven't oh, seen no it yet. Oh, no spoilers. This, so the beer's fine. The beer's fine, though. Yeah. Uh, no, it might have. Uh, it might be a little long on the long in the tooth, a little maltiness, a little hop fall off. Yeah. So I don't know when how old these cans are, but so just to describe the label a little bit further, we have what looks like a like Victorian era photograph that's been colorized, and then the the heads have been replaced with heads of birds there's one that looks like a hawk or an eagle that's mouth is up as though it's waiting to be fed by its mother and the other one uh is an owl 
but it looks a lot like that um, painting of Jesus that the lady messed up. Oh, in that yes, church. yes. Do you remember that? Yep. Yep. Potato Jesus. It's something <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, the beer's not bad. All right. So let's jump in and talk about the movie of the week. Lamb. Lamb. Um, this is. I'm blown away. I've been waiting on this thing yes. and it finally got to us. Um, it was on my list for a really long time and I don't know how. I, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, the trailer... I would, love, I would love to say I intentionally avoided trailers for spoilers. I didn't. It just... Well, the trailer, you know, they, they, they show you the humanoid lamb. Uh-huh. And this Icelandic couple have, have taken it in as their child or they've had it as their child. You mm -hmm. don't really know in the trailer, but it's part of their family. Right. And that's about all you know. Yeah. So you but know, I didn't even know that. Okay. So you have a very slow pace first act. Mm -hmm. uh lot of existential dread though yeah um the scenery is breathtaking yes and i'm very envious of all the sweaters that they have uh-huh those are gorgeous sweaters. <laughs> michelle said the same thing um uh, and lots of sheep and lots of lots of sheep just looking at the camera very dumbly which uh -huh. i thought was kind of cool they birth the sheep mm -hmm. a lamb and they take it into their home and put it in a in a crib and that's yeah. and that's the setup and yeah and we've and already things get crazy. Th things get crazy at the very end. The last ten minutes of the movie, my mouth was wide open, yeah. slack jaw, could not fucking believe it. It's not at all what it's I incredible, expected. and it's already on my top twenty-one of twenty twenty-one. Yeah, it, it goes without saying. It's it's an A24 distribution joint. Quick side note: I uh, very stupidly sent a text message to my cousin Rachel in Oregon, who lives in the canyon where we were raised and has a sheep farm and i said hey i'm watching this crazy movie called lamb and it reminded me of you and your farm and your family and then the movie progressed and i was like oh i now regret saying that <laughs> <laughs> she she took it with a grain of salt though she um she said it's on their list as well yeah i would highly recommend watching it it's 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 different it's a it's a strange different movie and that's all we can say without spoiling it. It's very good. All right. Anybody got anything else or is that it? I think that's it. All right. And Lamb was number 302 for me. I knocked out one more Scooby-Doo type movie today. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That brings us to the second part of our feature segment, which is the recast continued. Part two. The sequel. And this movie I picked and I can say that there wasn't anything super offensive in it. <laughs> No. It's called Nocturne from 2020. It's directed by, oh boy, Zoo Kierke. Zoo Kierke. And it's got a 62% on Rotten Tomatoes. Inside the halls of an elite arts academy, a timid, a timid music student begins to outshine her more accomplished and outgoing twin sister when she discovers a mysterious notebook belonging to a recently deceased classmate recently suicidal classmate yes. because Jump, that's, that's jumped the, off the balcony that's the first scene that's yeah. the jumping off point of the movie <laughs> oh boy oh so boy. the twins are uh played by sydney sweeney and madeline eisman now sydney sweeney uh is also in that new vampire movie that's getting panned called night teeth yeah uh, and she's in a recent movie called a sexy movie an erotic thriller called the voyeurs mm -hmm. and she gets quite naked in that uh and 
uh, Madison Iceman. We know her from the Jumanji reboots. Yep. Also, she's in the I Know What You Did Last Summer TV series. Yep. And Annabelle Comes Home. But also, I found out today she's from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. What? Yes. Ooh. So we got a, uh, a dirty Myrtle in here. Um, this movie was interesting. Yeah. Uh, the... I... I did not um, feel shame or embarrassment while showing it yeah, in public. That's true. The first half of the movie plays out like a sibling rivalry type film. Mm-hmm. And then drugs get involved. A weird notebook mm-hmm. kind of takes root. It's and, like predicting things. And things get strange mm-hmm. and really... And strange. Really, yeah. And things get really bizarre by the end of the film. And once again, we don't want to give too much away. Yeah, because that. this one's on Amazon. This I think is it's a, a recommend for me. This is a Blumhouse film. Mm-hmm. And of course, Amazon seems to be pumping out like nine Blumhouse movies every Halloween now. They're calling them Blumpkins. And I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I don't know if it means what they think it means. This one's not terrible. Uh, I, I thought it was fine. I, I thought it was an all right movie. All right. So um, did you have any further thoughts on this, Chelsea? No. On the the girl pianists? No. Twins? They don't look alike either, though. No. I guess they're supposed to be fraternal, but... Yeah. Um, all right. So we've got the two roles. We've got uh, Juliette Lowe, played by Sydney Sweeney, and Vivian Lowe, played by Madison Iceman. And I'm going to give mine as a pair. Okay. Me too. Okay. That's and perfect. Chelsea? The, I, didn't, I didn't really need to. Okay. So you guys can go. Why? Where I can I don't. Yeah, go ahead. This confused me because this is not an older movie. So right, right. I picked older actresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fine. Cool. I went with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah, because you know what they did last summer. I do know. That's a great pairing. Yeah, I, I think it's good. That my um, sister was obsessed with the former actress that you mentioned, Sarah Michelle Gellar, because they do look a lot alike. And so my sister, she's, she loves it when I tell this story. She used to get magazines with uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar on it and color her her irises brown because Sarah Michelle Gellar has blue eyes and my sister has brown eyes. That's funny. <laughs> wow. It's kind of messed up. That's great. All right. Who did you go with, Sean? Um, I picked an actress. Uh, she was in Masterminds. Mm-hmm. She was in the 2016 Ghostbusters and she was in Coming to America. Yes. With Leslie Jones. Yeah. And I'm pairing her with an actress who was in Bridesmaids, uh, The Heat, Spy, and yeah. Tammy, Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy is <laughs> Leslie Jones' twin sister. Yes, she is. All right. Well, I, uh, I like it. And it's 2021, guys. So <laughs> my duo of twin sisters were pretty popular back in the day and they actually are identical twins so they oh. do oh jesus they do look oh, no. a lot alike Thank oh god no. i went with Sister, sister, Tia and Tamara. Okay. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank God you with. scared me. I thought you were going with some Olsons. <laughs> nope. Nope. I switched it. Nice. I like that. All right. So once again, uh, this movie's not a knockout. It's no lamb. No. But uh, <laughs> I do recommend it. I think that it's a it's a decent horror movie, and you could you could probably knock it out before uh, the trick or treaters come. Like over. I said, yeah, it's an hour and a half. It's on Prime. I mm-hmm. mean, just watch it if you want to. Yeah. Watch a movie. 
All right. We don't have a bonus segment, but I do want to thank you, Chelsea, for your, let's say, flowery verbiage. You're fucking welcome. Yes. And nice. uh, is there anything you want to plug? Trivia. It's the return of trivia. And um, shout out to the scab who <laughs> for me on Wednesday. Um, and also, Sean, I want to thank you. Do you have anything you want to plug? Yeah, I'm going to plug the uh, South Carolina Underground Film Festival. A.K.A. Scuff. Scuff. We're going to go check it out on next Saturday uh-huh. at the Nickelodeon. And I'm just going to be like handing people stickers and cards. And you're like, you're going to want to take this. They're going fast. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to check out some uh, indie flicks. And, yeah, I'm and excited about it, man. It's like two shorts and two features? Is it's, that... I think it's um, it's more than two shorts, but it is two features. Yeah, I'm excited to, to yeah. see some new and stuff. And there, there's breaks in between. So you can you know go yeah. to the lobby and get yourself a nice craft beer from the Nickelodeon Theater. Shout out to them. They love it when I leave cards in their lobby. I bet they do. <laughs> All right. So do you know what next week's episode is, Sean? Oh, this is one of uh, Chelsea's uh, concepts. What is it, Chelsea? I, you guys streamlined it better. I can't say it right. So just say it. Documentaries recast as biopics. Thank you. And this, I think, is a pretty innovative concept. I like it. We haven't done anything like this before. I'm going to have to really sit and think about what uh, I want for my double. All right. So speaking of trivia, I have a sneak preview question and answer for this coming week's trivia. The 1978 concert documentary, The Last Waltz, directed by Martin Scorsese, was advertised as the final performance by what band? The band. The band. You beat me to it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And of course, they were joined by like 12 to 15 uh, guest performers. Neil Young notoriously had a big speck of cocaine on his face that they they took out digitally for the Blu-ray release. Jesus. It's one of the best documentaries it's ever really, made it's really good and it's it's a concert doc so you're also getting these amazing yeah, performances it's entertaining really, really it's really insightful talented. it's really really great now mm-hmm. there is some um a little bit of controversy between the opinions of Levon Helm and Robbie Robertson because Robbie Robertson was the uh producer of the movie he and Martin Scorsese made it a little bit more about him than it should have been um but on the other hand robbie robertson's like no nah, it was great it was perfect <laughs> all right we want to plug the podcast itself please rate review and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps we are online on podbean.com we're cinema chop shop on there we are at cinema chop shop on twitter and on facebook and then also our email address is cinemachopshop at gmail.com. And our Instagram, where we put up lots of cool pictures, is at cinemachopshop. We're also cinemachopshop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. And on YouTube, we are cinemachopshop podcast on YouTube. You got to get that podcast word in there. Um, so check us out. Give us a subscription. Give us a like. Tell all your friends about us. And thank you to you, the listeners. Don't forget to get that vax or booster at this point. Otherwise, social distance and wear a mask. And please remember to watch Chop Retrofit. Retrofit.